more bikes. Morebikes.co.uk. Hi, I'm Carly. I'm James, I'm an editor of the Classic Motorcycle magazine. And I'm Tony, I'm the editor of Motorcycle Sport and Leisure magazine. And today we're going to talk about the new bikes that have been unveiled at Intermot. Uh, Intermot. 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 So what do we think, guys? What do we like, what do we don't? Go on, James, you dive in first. What do we like? Well, first thing, I think, the thing that, that uh, strikes me as the most interesting is the Ducati Scrambler, which I think is a fantastic looking looking bike, although my only thing with it is single front discs always look awful I know that it's uh, it's probably a cost thing but you just think that's kind of ruins the front of the bike for me but apart from that I think it's lovely and I love the, the harking back to the old styling of the scramblers and I think it's a really really nice looking thing and probably my favourite of all the stuff that, that's been been unveiled although the, the Triumphs of course deserve a mention they look pretty good, looking nice but it is again still the same uh, you know, it's the same Bonneville, just another paint job and what have you. It still looks good and still seems to be doing quite well, but it's not, you know, it's not, it's not a completely new bike or new concept. Whereas the Ducati, Ducati seems to be. Um, yeah, and then the other bits and pieces. The, I'm sure the H2R Kawasaki is going to dominate the headlines for many, many things, and it already seems to have done in the weeklies and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, yeah, I, I fantastic. It's like a old-fashioned kind of um showing what they can do mm-hmm. and uh and yeah you know but apart from that i don't really see what what the actual point of it is it's a fantastic engineering exercise and it's yeah very clever well done it's willy waving isn't it that's oh, what i was going to say that. That's too up. but it is that isn't it <laughs> i didn't know if that word was allowed. yeah i think that that's <laughs> well, too late we've said it so if it's not you have to be pulled out but it's willy waving willy waving yeah it's just yeah mine's bigger than yours kind of thing yeah and yeah, yeah and yeah i mean it's pretty cool i mean it's supercharged which is quite interesting as well and i think that's a, something that you know supercharging was was used like right back in the 1930s on bikes and made you know was really really successful and guys at Brooklyn's used to supercharge things in the 1930s and um and and even BMW actually were supercharging bikes pre pre the second world war and then 1939 TT winning 500 was actually supercharging yeah. so it's quite you know it's technology that's been used a long time ago it was it was outlawed by the FIM after the Second World War, so no one was ever running it in racing, and I assume it's still banned to this day. And yeah, so but it's quite nice to some, for someone to do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you like to know how annoyed the engineers are at Kawasaki that they got to 296 BHP? <laughs> 296. Yeah. I can imagine them all sitting around there, you know, come on, boys, we need four brake horsepower. <laughs> we need to make the first 300 brake horsepower. Production-based motorcycle. Yeah, but they surely will before too long. Ah. It'll be a H2RRR. Or it'll just be a slip-up on someone's uh, (laughs) keyboard as they're keying up some spec somewhere. It'll be 301 BHP by the time it comes out. There'll be a a kit, won't there, to make it 300, surely. They'll be jettisoning the minimal bodywork, won't they? Come on. Yeah, what, what are they going to do with it, though? What's what's going to be done, do you think? I think it's a good question, because... Well, as soon as I looked at it, I thought, right, it's got a long wheelbase. It's got a touch of the old ZX-10s about it. But then you're looking at supercharged. Well, that's pretty cool. Then it's got bloody wings sticking out of the side of it. You kind of go, I, I, I'm not sure if that's yeah. cool or not. It wasn't really cool when I saw on the Desmo Sedici MotoGP. And then I just had this question. And the question was, who is it for? Yeah, who will buy that bike? I mean, okay, you know the type of person who would buy that bike. Mm-hmm. But they're mm. not necessarily the type of person who will get 
Yeah. Who, who would use it? Money yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, would use it. You know, who would use it? Yeah. As it's as it's meant to be but used. But what is it meant to be used for? Though that's what I sort of don't see. But I just well, don't really understand what you're going to do. I know a lot of racing people are sort of like tingling at the prospect of getting their hands on one of these. And the ZX10 has what, been. What what there's going to be able to race it in there? Well, you can't you can't use a supercharger in racing. Can you? But can the ZX10 has been very very yeah. good. You know, that's yeah, yeah. really elevated Kawasaki over the past few years. Not since the ZX R750. Obviously. Oh, for sure. There's, yeah, there's, you know, yeah. I think they've done it as like a collector's thing, then, because there's only there's not going to be that many in the country, and with a price tag of around fifty thousand pounds is what we expect it to be. Is it made for those people that say that they want yeah, a piece probably. of history? Yeah, yeah. I guess there is an element of that, but how many people are there? Like, I suppose there are people who you know they're, they're going to want to do it, but yeah, it's just as you say, I just really see what. I'm sure what Richard Hammond and James May have already got their orders in. One each. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. And Park it up others. in the garage and go and, and cream over it every night and, and, and just make it look really, really good. Mr. <laughs> McGregor. Yeah, yeah, you'll go and order five. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair play. If you, if you can and you want it, it's your money. You spend the money how you believe you want. I don't really care. But just in this world now, and I honestly thought motorcycling had got a lot mm. smarter in terms of producing the bikes that yeah. maybe we were actually using. And the thing is, though, yeah, that's a, that's a good point as well, that we... We've sort of fallen into the same trap. Is that now we're like talking about this all the time, and it's yeah. not actually of any relevance really to no. anyone at all. But it's um, got carbon fibre wings. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were developed by the aerospace department. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what the boat people put into it because that Kawasaki, you know, they've got yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's bloody good over water. <laughs> it probably will be. It wants to be. It's, yeah. it's all very well and good, but where's my hover bike? Yeah, that's probably yeah when I was a kid. Exactly. Where's my space bike? That's what we were expecting. That's what I want. It's just like another, yeah, another really, really quick thing. But it's quite, it's quite good as well. I like the little harking back to the old H, you mm. know, the H series yeah, numbers, yeah, yeah, the H1s, absolutely. H2s, and all that. Yeah, the H2 for Carly's benefit was the 750 two-stroke triple that Kawasaki made in the 70s. And I knew that actually because it said it in yeah. the press release. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> such, a, such an iconic bike for them. Yeah. You're right. I like anything that's got Wasn't a Wasn't it called the Widowmaker or something? That was what one of its nicknames. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the H1. See, look at that uh, for a bit of yeah, trivia knowledge. Really, it was the H1 <laughs> thing that was the, the Widowmaker, which was the, the 500 triple, which came before the H2, but they seem to have been like mingled in but there you go that's see these podcasts anarchy. should be educational now <laughs> <laughs> we're teaching stuff probably wrong stuff but <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely i think we're right yeah but just, no, so just it, for clarification it doesn't go well on water <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not a boat that's nothing to <laughs> Please do with don't try. and it's not a hover bike either although yeah in some of should the press be. release pictures 50, it does 000, look a bit yeah, like fifty thousand pounds i want that thing to hover yeah <laughs> Yeah, and ride itself. So yeah, just, you, know, <laughs> you don't actually have to do anything with it. But it, it is an interesting bike. But I think I think you're right. I think we're talking about it. It's it's achieving what Kawasaki wanted it to achieve. They can't yeah. use a supercharger in racing. Um, Wayne Rainey's just come out with the rules for Moto America, which is going to be AMA, where they have Formula Extreme. Okay, so they, you you know maybe, you could maybe. have used that type of thing perhaps in the old Formula Extreme, but they they're not yeah. doing it now. So uh, you can't even use it there. In, What's some senior TT America? eligibility stuff? Oh no, it's production based. Is it? Yeah. No, but, no, but you can run a G, you could run a MotoGP bike in the senior. I, I'm couldn't pretty you? sure it's all changed now to production, production yeah. superbike rules effectively. Oh, I didn't think it, I thought that the superbike TT was, but I thought that the senior still ran because if you remember, like back to the road. Yeah, yeah, Grand Prix, yeah. Well, Grand Prix, yeah, and, yeah, and, and things like that. Yeah, Nigel Cat Davis ran, and all those sorts yeah, of boys. Yeah, ran a yeah. and uh, you had um, Winterbottom going out on the um, the duet, which didn't yeah, last very long. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but I think it's production based. Well. I think those, okay. those motorcycles. I just wondered if that was an avenue that you could. Push I sit that, here but, as the editor yeah. of Island Racer, a bit embarrassed. I'm not 100 <laughs> on that. Yeah, sorry, and I put but, the spot a bit there. But I believe I believe it's it's superbike based. Yeah, so that would probably make sense, but. 
but for them that would be the sort of thing, wouldn't it? What a great yeah. publicity, mm. you know, buy one of them and take it and do that. But again, I think the supercharger wouldn't be banned anyway. But. Yeah, well, we'll see what it does about that supercharger with a supercharger 296 very horsepower. Mm. Yeah, but it's the long wheelbase and the wings and everything. It's, yeah, it's a bit weird. I don't it? know. I mean, you ride a ZX10, and the ZX10 is now is so small yeah, and so it's powerful and so intense. Like, like 250. I can't imagine hours. anything more than a ZX10. But mm. uh, yeah, I mean, it's certainly in terms of in terms of people who chase the glamour. Yeah, of it, it, might, yeah. it got their attention, mm-hmm. and it's and it's got them headlines, and it's got them front covers, and it's got yeah. them all the rest of it, which surely was. Yeah. And in some ways, I quite like it. It's the old thing of people would bring out something special for show season and yeah, make a yeah, bit yeah. of an effort to kind yeah, of you yeah. know something to to you know. Grab we need a bit of silliness from now. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And there's a great tradition of people always wheeling out ridiculous things, and it's mm. sort of stopped in the last few years. And it's really nice for someone to have actually pushed the envelope a bit and done something different. Something true, different, true. Really but cool. the Bimota Mantra came out at that sort of time. Yeah, well, and we remember what an abysmal, yeah, well, we, horrible thing. Yeah, when you go back through history and some of the <laughs> incredible thing, that Morbidelli V8. I don't know if oh, you remember that God, one. God, yes. Oh pretty, no, that was awful. Ugly thing. But it was. Colour. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's just like them things, isn't it? It's something new and different. Something interesting. So yeah. People do it. And it was, yeah. you know, you go back to, again, well, another little quick bit of history, but like in the, in the 30s... We should make a theme tune for these things. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> like jingle. Manifest, the manufacturers used to, it used to be like a competition to bring something out for the show season mm-hmm. that was kind of grabbed you all the headlines and that was the point and so you know you had people doing various things and George Bruff was the master at it and he used to always bring something out ridiculous possibly you know the rumours were that sometimes the engine would actually be made of wood and it had no hope of ever working but he always knew that it would get in the big headlines and the big mm-hmm. the press and all the rest of it and keep your name in, in the news and it's a little bit I'm guessing what Kawasaki are doing with this and it's, you know, it works and it shows how dull and staid maybe things have become in the last few years that it's we, we you know we're, we're spending quite a lot of time and attention on something just something that's a bit different. I think it was all the teasers that came out as well because there was all the videos wasn't there leading up to it and they're sort of prolonging the promotion side of it because they're going to be well the rumours are that they're going to unveil the road going version in November, so that'll get yeah. them fresh. Does, fresh does anyone know what the engines? Is it just a ZX10 engine or is it? A, no, no one knows really yet. Yeah. Um, um, See, in previous years, last year, the big bike was the 1290 KTM Super Duke car, right? Yeah. 183, when they brought it out of the show, it was 183 brake horsepower. It was going to tear our arms off, and it was going to it was going to mm. kill all of us test riders who rode on it. I flew out, and I took part in the world launch of that thing, and I was one of the five, six guys from the UK who rode it first on the world launch. And we all got on that bike, and... It had grabbed all the headlines, but when we rode it, it was so well mannered. Mm. It was it was almost a little bit flat because we went out there expecting it to be this this unbelievable thing, you know, that was barely rideable and just a beast in motorcycle form. And this, uh, I'm just hoping that for fifty thousand pounds, <laughs> it is a beast. And I'm hoping that you know half a dozen yeah. blokes in the world and women, sorry, Carly, half a dozen people <laughs> in the world can get the maximum out of this. You know, I would love to see Tom Sykes on something like mm. that, you know, in World Superbikes or, you yeah. know, it, with, the, with the America guys now, let's have one of the young pups on there, let's have, mm. excuse me, you know, Danny Bucking on that in BSB or something. That's what I want, that's where I want to see it, but I, I truly believe it's just an engineering exercise, yeah, really waving. Yeah, I and mean, elsewhere at the show, there were so many other 
uh, interesting motorcycles that you know you're going to see on the road. Yeah, you know, that's it. Them things, you know, you maybe see one on the road at some point. If I ever see one, I'm going to pull it over and have a word with the guy who's bought it because I want (laughs) to know why, how it is, (laughs) how does it feel? Can I have a go, Mister? How fast have you been? You know, there must be press ones. You must be able to get yourself a go on one. I don't want to say. Yeah, I'm hoping we'll get a go on one. Of course. Yeah, you know, but I, I don't. I don't want to jinx anything by saying, "Yeah, we'll get." One. It looks like it's got a trellis frame as well. Yeah, I don't know if it has, or if that's a bit of an optical illusion. But it does indeed have a trellis frame. It has. Does it really? Yeah. Should I have read my A stunning trellis oh, sorry, frame. I, I think you'll find. Stunning. <laughs> a stunning trellis frame oh, designed for high speed stability without a long wheelbase. Yeah, there you go. So it See? has trellis. Now I don't know if have Kawasaki made a trellis frame for a long time. Not for long. I think a lot. Not, 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 like, not yeah. in that style. Not in that style. So, H2R aside, mm-hmm. what's yeah. your favourite pick, Tom? Uh, mine, mine. Well, I think, I think the most exciting motorcycle in terms of riding on the road and actually riding. You know what I'm going to say, but it's the Bandit, the new Bandit, and I don't mean the Bandit that Suzuki officially called the Bandit. What's the I official mean, name? I mean the real <laughs> Bandit, which is the GSX S1000. Yeah. Now, for me, that's exciting for a couple of reasons. Um, one, um, it's got a GSX-R1000 K5 engine. The GSX-R1000 K5 2005 engine was, without doubt, the best GSX-R engine Suzuki ever made for riding on the road. Loads of mid-range torque. Its fueling was beautiful. It was just so usable. And I don't know anybody who hasn't ridden, who, who has ridden a K5 and doesn't turn around and say that is just the best engine ever. And Suzuki have come out and said, we're giving this... K5 engine, so they acknowledge how good that motor was. Mm-hmm. It's got Kiaba forks, it's got radial calipers, it's basically, and it's got three stage traction control. So, this bike, this GSX S1000, with the fairing or without, because with the fairing, it's basically just the same bike with a fairing bolted on, that's mm-hmm. cool. That bike for me is a comfortable, upright, easy riding position GSXR 1000, the best engine they ever made, with traction control. Now, that is Almost everything that I've ever wanted in a bike, ever. <laughs> and Suzuki have already got my order for one for next year, provided it doesn't come in at 25 grand. But I think, given their pricing policy, um, you know, they did the V-Strom last year and they kept that at 9990 on the road. They've given it £1,000 worth more stuff this year, but still kept the price at 9990 on the road. I know Suzuki were doing an aggressive pricing policy, and I reckon this is going to come in really reasonably priced. I figure around the 10 grand, 10 and a half grand mark. It's going to make 160 brake horsepower. It's got mm-hmm. traction control. It looks great. It looks like a big GSR. The GSR always look quite sexy. And that is the most exciting motorcycle at Intermot for me mm. this year. I agree very much, though, with what Joan said about the uh, Ducati Scrambler. Mm-hmm. 75 brake horsepower. Mm. You can add it to a Bonnie, which is 67 brake horsepower. It's got a bit more to it. 50 foot-pound of torque, same as the Bonnie, effectively. Seven grand-ish. Uh, has there been the price officially announced I yet? think there has, yeah. It's, it's about seven grand. Yeah, I was going to say. I think there's because there, there's different versions you can get. Yeah, of course. About the... mm-hmm. But for yeah. me, you, look at, you look, at this, look at this bike, and if you just look at that picture, there are, there's two telling things for me. One, um, the obvious attempt at it having a retro feel, but with modern yeah. touches. Mm-hmm. Like you were talking about, James, about the single-sided um, yeah, front disc and all that. I just, yeah, to me, I just think it looks wrong. I appreciate, yeah. But how many times have we seen bikes that have got two discs and they're overbraked yeah, or they, well, it affects the handling or, or you know, true, whatever. Yeah. Um, but also uh, the exhausts. Because yeah. I looked at the exhaust, and the first thing I thought when I saw it was, well, the exa- that looks like a Diavol's exhaust or a Monster 1200 mm. or a Multistrada. 
It's so weird that you look at the exhausts on the bike and the routing of it, and that becomes an identifying family feature now, you know, with the, with the Ducatis. Yeah. I really like it. And I was thinking then, you look back at old bikes, yeah. or older bikes with unique exhausts. You've got the 400 fours, yeah. the RGV 250, when it went to M, you know, not the K or the L, but when it went on the same side piggyback. So you've got the 916, of course, under the seat. Mm -hmm. F4, F3, MVs. Yeah, the F4, that beautiful four pipe. The F3 with the three, uh, with the three pipe guns, and now and then we went to GP stubbies, and now we're sort of going the other way. And yeah. I just think Ducati have absolutely nailed it with this mm. bike at the moment. Yeah, it's really it's good. It's very yeah. of the time, I think, as well. There's that whole trend, like the trend at the yeah. moment is all the nostalgia, all the retro stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, I, and I think like seventy-five horsepower is more than enough for something mm -hmm. like that anyway. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. And is it arguably how much fun the Bonnie is? The modern yeah, Bonnie's right. You know, it's sixty seven mm -hmm. yeah, and it's a great bike to ride. Yeah, I mean this yeah, that's it. And even you absolutely don't and that's what you were saying you know you're saying about the bandit that's not a bandit thingy yeah but yeah well, it's you know, a bandit it's, yeah but it is a bandit <laughs> really but um but that's um yeah say like 160 rate horsepower i mean does it to me i don't know i just i can i don't really see what you need that for i don't see why you need that much power from you know for basically a road you know it's a real road bike yeah. it's really road orientated does it yeah. really need that it just wants loads to talk but then but again, last year well, i rode the ktm 1190 and that had 153 mm. brake or something along those lines um and i very seldom wound the bike up full yeah. in sixth gear but i'm telling you that is is just such great fun you know and and, and so to yeah. have that I agree totally, but on this style of motorcycle here, seventy-five brake, that's yeah. gonna that's gonna start it'll still, be, it'll still be really pipes. quite quick. Yeah, yeah. This, this is like you know, just, I noticed in one of the press releases reference to it in a Zuma, and it's the mm -hmm. little two fifty Suzuki, which yeah. I borrowed one last weekend yeah. and did one hundred and sixty miles on it, riding around, and it was brilliant fun. It's basically kind of I don't know how much power has it got, something. Come on, Carly, no, you rode one for a couple of years. Come on, Carly, I mean, it's, it's not very much, definitely. No. But I didn't get overtaken by a single vehicle no. in 160 miles, and it's something that okay, it can exceed my, you know, it can exceed the speed limit, but not mm -hmm. by a colossal amount, yeah. I'd yeah. say. And there's such a joy top in that speed type is of about riding 80. as well. Yeah. Three miles an hour. Well, they do. The reason that you saw it because they do a fully fared version. Oh, now. there you go. So that yeah. might get it Just to crack the... that ninety <laughs> mile an hour. Because <laughs> not, so okay, not that you do that, not, of course, no, not, James. Not at all. But that's the thing that riding something like that though, it's really refreshing. And I think that it would do a lot of guys who were thinking of going and buying a hundred and sixty brake horsepower Suzuki, whatever you know, the the Bandit. That's not the Bandit, but um. It would do them so much good to go and ride like something like that because mm. you have to ride so much more and you have to keep momentum. It's, yeah, I was well, going to say because we were talking about a, that. This is so different. This is something. This is something I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about, and you know, we're of uh, similar mm. sort of generations. You and I, James, that have come through. Kylie's a lot, uh, <laughs> a lot younger, and so hasn't come through the same. But hasn't yeah. come through the same type of motorcycles that you and I learned mm. on, which were, yeah. you know, there's a lot of two strokes in there and two fifties and things like that. And because you didn't have a ton of power. Because yeah. you had to know how to slip a clutch to get away, because the power was in a very short part of the rev range, mm. it forced us yeah. to up yeah. our riding and learn how to do it, you know, because we didn't have an awful That's lot. That's it, and, yeah, and I think that is, you know, what but a lot now, of people miss when you just get on exactly. something and you just twist the throttle and away if you've it goes. you've got 650 stroke, modern 654 yeah. stroke underneath you, and that's your first real bike. Yeah, absolutely. People, consider, people tend to discount these smaller motorcycles. Yeah, consider a 600 as um, you know, as a as a small bike. You start, yeah. you first, really? I know. 600 and something brake horsepower, 600. It's, it's completely utterly bonkers that 
you know, even even in the fifties in in the UK, a three hundred and fifty was considered like the ideal size because yeah. you had enough performance but you also had the good fuel economy and it was much cheaper to insure and that's why like the 350 class was really really important especially for british manufacturers and it sort of fizzled when motor cycling became less and less of a way to get around and more of a um you know like a leisure activity yeah really and and that's kind of when the 350 got ditched but yeah. you know i say if that in the zoom i had another 100 cc so it mm-hmm. was a 350 so it's 10 mile an hour faster yeah, you, you, really, mile an hour yeah, bike. you yeah. really wouldn't need anything more. No, well, um, I've been riding the KTM Jeep yeah, 390 course, which, and yeah. having got, well, I've got, obviously got a Yamaha R6 on the road, I am happy to ride that to and from work because I don't need anything more. No, absolutely. And I've yeah. even, I did the British Superbike School on it and that was great fun. And yeah. I've done Motor Gym Corner and that was great fun. And it's done everything that I've asked it to, but it's not big uh, enough. And it's nowhere near intimidating. People get themselves scared and intimidated mm-hmm. quite quickly, and you see so many people on riding modern six hundreds. I mean, although really there's so few of them about the minute that you don't really tend to see that many people on anything on sports bike wise. But it'd be so much better served to just be trying to, mm. you know, go out on two fifty, three fifty, four hundred. I mean, and I, and I do think the manufacturers are starting to to tweak that with yeah. stuff like the Scrambler and you know, Yamaha are bringing, they've been bringing the SR thingy back in yeah, yeah, the last the year and, things, and, yeah. and, I think, and again the other side of that is that a lot of people riding bikes a lot are getting older as well and so they don't necessarily want big heavy hard to manoeuvre things I mean I rode that new Bergman 650 close mm-hmm. lovely on the move but what a great big thing to move around it's so heavy yeah you know. don't want to park it down down facing the incline do you James no no absolutely <laughs> no no really managed to yeah got stuck in a couple of places but there you go that's a different story it is an absolute monster it's though. such a great big thing and you know a lot of these bikes they, they are and mm. I see guys you know you see people riding around on GS's you know like four of them all out on the GS's and you yeah, they're just huge. It looks like some kind of with the GV stuff on the back, yeah, those tracker like, boxes. Yeah, massive, yeah, massive, they massive are big, bike. And, they are big and I do think, like looking through the stuff from from the Intermot thing, that there does seem to be a little bit of a move away from anything too huge. I don't know if that's right or not, but you know, there's that Guzzy that you know, there's the new V7, new, new yeah. V7, which is another thing in a similar vein to the to the uh, the Scrambler. And again, that it's lower seat, lower foot pegs. Yeah. They've tilted yeah. the engine forward slightly just to make it all a bit more accommodating. You know, I was talking to Galuzzi, uh, Miguel Galuzzi, the guy who designed this. Just, uh, just pick up that. Just name pick up that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. It was Miguel Galuzzi. <laughs> That's a name you throw in out for dinner. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, my house the other when we were just chatting <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. in our hotel yeah. room oh, he drinks IPA he drinks IPA you know like a yeah. fish yeah. sorry do continue Jimmy yeah so anyway as I was coming out of the shower I said the evil can even pass oh yeah hey do you know we talked evil. about that one in the last one evil can evil imported motor goods to America under the uh, under a different name American Eagle yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 atrocious bike <laughs> you set me off on Knievel. Um No, I was just saying that Galuzzi was saying there that what he wants to get back to with all the bikes. And this is the guy who's brought us the, M, the the F4, the M3, the Monster, you know, the the V7s, the Californias. 
And he's what he wants to get back to is uh, smaller motorcycles yeah. that are more fun to ride rather than I, these I was just talking thinking, great bear I was just thinking that as you were, yeah, he was, he was saying that really, yeah, it's fun, isn't it? And that's yeah. the thing that we seem yeah, yeah. to have lost. Yeah, an that is the of thing that, I mean, people always, they always, fun. they either talk about how fast <laughs> something yeah. goes or how many miles per gallon it gets. But I think what, what we, what we do miss is how fun is it to ride? Because yeah. ultimately that's why a lot of people do. I, feel, I, was, I mean, I was lucky yesterday, I went and rode some of the guys, 1970 Bonneville, so original Bonneville, and I've not ridden one for a while. And again, you just think it's so much fun, and that's mm. probably only got 48 horsepower, mm. you know, say only, but you know, so probably about not far off what that Guzzy's got, I yeah, suspect, like that, or somewhere. Yeah. But it's just brilliant fun, you know. Yeah. What I quite like about that one as well is that it's A2 compliant. So you don't have to have your full, full license, license. Okay. which is that is great, good. yeah. And when you think what you've got, you've got traction control, two channel ABS. It's got mm-hmm. a lighter clutch on it. It's 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 kind yeah. of if you went to somebody and said right, if we were going to build your bike, what what yeah. what things mm-hmm. would you like on there? Don't think what we can't produce. Just tell them what you'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, and when yeah. I did the interview with uh, that guy, I won't say again. Uh, but he actually, you can if you want. But he, but he actually yeah. said to me, and it's in it's in the um, it's in the interview um, that went into MSL in the current issue. Plug. And in there, he said, "Yeah, plug um, on sale now." Banned it on the cover. Um, he said that because uh, I was obviously saying to him, "What's coming? What are you working on? Tell me, tell me." And he wouldn't tell me quite rightly, so no matter how drunk I got him, and um, but he <laughs> yeah, but, <Leave> <laughs> hey, hey, easy those aren't pillows. Um, um, but no, he said he he said um, I will tell you this. He said if I if I said to you. Uh, 80 kilograms in weight and 50 brake horsepower you can see what I think well, would yeah. be fun mm. and that's all he wants yeah. to do he wants to slim it right down using new composite Fair parts place. you know that's absolutely that's brilliant isn't it that's well it'd be like the old 250s wouldn't it? it really will again you know we'll have a light bike that's really fun really engaging to ride you're not going everywhere at 155 mile an hour mm-hmm. you just you're enjoying the, the experience mm. of the ride so yeah. what would you like to see produced if you had an open rein, what would you say what to the manufacturers? Do? I'm, well, I, you know, I love, I love single cylinder stuff. I think it's great fun. My, yeah, I four five hundred cc single, nice, probably almost flat track inspired styling, highish bars. Yeah, you know, four stroke clearly, just because you know two strokes is never going to happen. But the four stroke is a little bit high. something that looks a bit like. What stuff like the old kind of seventies inspired things? I think they just look great, and yeah, mm. you know, you could do some something really, really nice. I mean, we were we were lucky enough to ride the, the G fifty CSR quite recently, and Carly had a go on that too, and that's yes, in our I latest did. issue because Tony's got his plugs in. But <laughs> I mean, G fifty CSR, the classic motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> the match with G fifty CSR, which was made in nineteen sixty one in tiny, tiny numbers for homologation for racing in the states. But yeah. anyway, so it was really, and, it, and it's not. The way it was done, it isn't a massively practical bike because it's difficult to start and everything else. But it was done for, for, for a purpose. But the engine is fantastic, and it's a lovely thing. And so I'd like a modern version of that, yeah. but that's easy to start and with probably better brakes and yeah. performance wise. <laughs> yeah, but performance wise, it was absolutely fantastic. For and that. it goes back to saying what's fun because obviously yeah, I've fun, never ridden yeah. a classic bike before. I jumped on that one, which is 
like the creme de la creme of mm. bikes. Everyone was like, everyone will be rubbish now you've ridden that. And I was amazed. I don't think I stopped smiling for about three days. <laughs> yeah. It was just unbelievable. And I couldn't believe how smooth it was. I thought it was going to be a lot like jerkier. Obviously, the gears were on the wrong side for me. And the brakes were questionable as to mm. what I'm used to. But no, it, it was it was brilliant. But that's because, you know, that's it. And it's so good, so usable, so easy. It's just a big 500 single. And that's like the British manufacturer. They did sort of have a... They knew what they were doing yeah, in the fifties really and sixties. Really That's why they were making them things, mm-hmm. and they just completely went out of vogue in this never-ending pursuit of more and more power. And and then the Japanese had to come and do something different, and that's you know that was their thing. Mm-hmm. But now it's like for me, it's let's hop back to something like that, yeah. just a, a modern G fifty CSR with proper brakes, easy to start, but looks good, and you know that would be a fantastic mm-hmm. thing, and you could use it for everything, and. Yeah, and it's not as intimidating to ride. It's you can, mm-hmm. I think that there is an element of you know Tony and I has touched on our kind of our our generation thing, and lots of my friends and show lots of yours were all kind of coming through and riding in sort of the nineties really and passing tests and what have you and and the six hundred craze was massive. So <laughs> I was, was busy buying, watching yeah. Telly Tubby. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I was at play school, but just everyone bought like six hundreds and then just crashed them one after another. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and it kind of it's tainted a whole generation. Now none of them, none of my old, you know, that gang of friends have really got bikes anymore mm-hmm. because they have it in their minds how dangerous they are and what. And, and they sort of were, but it was mainly because you had twenty-one-year-old lads riding, you know, mm-hmm. sports bikes that they, uh, yeah, and it was just slightly carnage. And but now you kind of need <laughs> slight, to, slight <laughs> carnage. Slightly carnage. But you kind of now it is. I don't know, I just see all these people that commute to work every day sitting in their cars and mm. thinking it'd be so much better if you were on a bike and yeah. you'd be having so much nicer time. And that's what, I go back to my 500 Dream single thing and, yeah. you know, I just, yeah, another bit of a name drop or anything like, um, kind of texted a picture to Stuart Garner the Norton saying, can you build this for me? Yeah. Like a, a like, 500 yeah, version absolutely. of like a... Of the, yeah, yeah, and it would be great and I'm sure it would sell. Uh, well, at least one, James. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> but you, could, you need... could style it in such a way, and you can have a variety of styling yeah. around, it, yeah. couldn't you? So yeah. if you wanted the full fairing, you'd have a cap yeah. race style fairing. That's it. Yeah, you just need some basic, you know. Oh, okay. I think we need to start a cult, yeah. really. That, that's the, well, the let this mark the beginning, James. <laughs> if anyone shares James' opinion. <laughs> oh, it'd be great, you know, electric start, yeah. Electric start, definitely, because yeah, when I came out with all you classic boys, it was hilarious. I was on uh, Julie's long-term MT07. They were all looking for bits of wire on the floor to tickle their calves and <laughs> running down the car park and jumping. Don't believe things. any of that. And I just, just sat there. I just sat there yeah. and just went, oh, and then thought, I feel as if yeah. I've cheated now. Yeah, that's it. I just think, yeah, just it was think. so much fun though, riding down the road with in like a big group of all the classic <laughs> ones. I was like, this is so much fun. <laughs> with you on the MT. Spot the odd one out. Yeah. <laughs> No, the feature looks good though. It, yeah, that's it. it really does. And yeah. It's really good yeah. that you, you know, that you rode something like that. Well, it was a great experience to, to be given the chance. And I think, was... and I, I was quite, uh, um, sort of impressed not just of how you rode it, but also that you were, you were impressed by it as well mm. because it's because it's easy. You can build something up, and then you say to people, "Oh, come on, you know, yeah. ride this," and then they're like, "Oh, yeah." That's the, the thing most is, though, I, thing I, I, done. I did build it up, and the fact <laughs> before we set off, I was like. So how many of this bike are in the country, James? He's like, just the one. <laughs> so how much are we talking? Like tens of thousands? He's like, I don't think you want to know. So I thought, okay, I won't know. And then and then I found out it was on loan from the National yeah. Motorcycle Museum. 
after I'd ridden it, which was good because I don't think I would have dared to get on it. If, uh, yeah, there's only most like, and it's you know. But, yeah, the only one in the country. Yeah, but <laughs> the thing is, like, this is what I was thinking earlier on today as well. The saying to that 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 to me goes back to something like that is it's an improvement on a bicycle. Now this is a bit weird. You're gonna to have to like run with me a little bit on this, um, but. The 250 in Zoom is the same in some ways. So you still you can see where it's you've taken the concept of a bicycle as mm-hmm. in a way to get from A to B in a in a better manner than walking, mm-hmm. and you've kind of moved it on so that yeah. you. But it's still like almost a bicycle with an engine, mm-hmm. and so yeah, so so you kind of that's the point. Whereas some things we go back to our H2R where we've completely that's like divorced from that mm-hmm. concept totally and utterly. And you've lost a little bit of the point of what it was done for in the first place. Motorcycles were a, it's a motorcycle, it's a cycle with an engine mm-hmm. and all the advantages that you should get being able to go further on your bicycle. So now, sorry, I'm like on no, a go on. roll. <laughs> go on, um, well, this no. is what I want to Because, <laughs> um, yeah, you, you think, you know, yeah, so a motorcycle, so you can take, check it up. And at the moment, in this country, cycling is probably like the most popular pastime that going on there's just so many cyclists are, yeah well I know but like, <laughs> it is, it's become like a massive massive thing yeah. and and it's what happened in the kind of the turn of the last century so sort of 1900 ish cycling was a massive massive thing and then somebody said oh let's put an engine in some yeah. of these bicycles yeah. Yeah. you can go yeah. further so now is there not an opportunity to, to sort of almost reinvent the motorcycle or reinvent it for yeah. different worlds well, well it's with you saying that, that links into what I would want to see mm. if uh, if they could do it. Now, at the uh, Intermot this year, we saw this ESM yeah. KTM3, which is quite yeah. ESM, right? This electric, uh, think of it like a supermotor, but it's an electric version of it if we're going to sort of boil it down. Yeah, it's to like it. a mountain bike with an Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I've seen the EXC in action, and that is exactly like a mountain bike with an engine for mm. me. But what I want is this sort of tech that's coming through. And if you look at things like the Ducati Scrambler, you look at things like this yard-built XJR 1300, um, you look at the uh, Moto Guzzi V7 II, there's a styling going on. And it's, it's like this... You know how yeah. uh, car manufacturers, you'll see a car that looks a certain way, and within two months there'll be another yeah. one, another one, yeah. another one. It's just, it's like the zeitgeist of the styling yeah. of the time, right? Because all these car manufacturers can't look at each other, just like these bike manufacturers can't. Ducati can't look at what Yard yeah. Built are doing with the XJR and go, oh, we need to make the Scrambler look a bit like that. This has all just sort of happened at the same time yeah. through the various influences of the world. And we're getting things that look kind of similar, you know, the V7, etc. Because mm. they're all getting influenced. Yeah, and they are looking like proper motorbikes. And that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Now, what I want is to take something like the Forza 300 styling, mix that in with something like the KTM 1290 Super Adventure styling, that type of thing. So you can see the, the similarities mm-hmm. in certain parts of the styling yeah. there. Mix it with the tech of the KTM mm-hmm. and give me an equivalent to our old 252 stroke hmm. bikes that look kind of racy but you can still use them mm-hmm. but have an electric like a modern bike TDR 250. modern TDR 250 something along yeah. those lines or the old TZR 250s yeah. or something like that but an electric version of it I think the moment we get yeah. something like that motorcycling again is going to launch itself mm. and the people who will buy into that first are the guys who are spending 5 grand yeah. and looking like you know Froome going up El Duez yeah 
right? and realising that when they get home on a Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, all they've actually done is spent the morning dodging <laughs> trucks and horse <laughs> crap in the middle of the road, um, and, and they're not really enjoying themselves. You know, something like this needs to happen. As soon as it does happen, mm. it will open up the whole world again, and you're right, and it will come at the turn of the century, like 100 yeah. years, isn't it? Yeah. We're now getting an explosive cycling. If we can come up with something clever off the back of that... To, to, cast, yeah, to, to get them people on that, again, yeah. we'll but that's again. what you know. And the things Especially like congestion, the, building, yeah, and we having all the trouble with the roads. It's a case in point. Is in, in our office here, when it takes people, I don't know. It seems to take like ten or fifteen minutes to just get out of the car park yeah, know, yeah. onto the road. Not if you're on a bike. Absolutely, <laughs> and that like, we have a company that runs bike shows and publishes bike magazines. And there's normally I don't know how many people work in the building, a couple of three hundred, yeah. I guess. Oh, in all in all departments. Yeah, it's probably about fifteen of us on bikes. Yeah, that's it. it. And so how you know, I you know, I, I I walk, so I'm excluded from this before I you know, <laughs> sound like a hypocrite. But it's kind of yeah, you just think, why yeah. isn't everyone here not commuting on bikes? Yeah, and it's because yeah. over the last twenty years, and probably go back further than that really, that the whole thing of motorcycling has been pushed more and more towards super sport stuff and you know, it's not done as a practical kind of proposition and that's the thing what you you know you're saying really just reinvent it as something as uh, you save time that's the that's mm-hmm. the first thing that yeah. if you can especially where we are in like rural Lincolnshire yeah. you can't it drives me mad trying to go anywhere in a car here because yeah, you all you do get stuck behind oh, I just sit behind stuff and it's just you just get everywhere in a really bad mood and you think yeah if you go on a bike you never do and that's one of the, the Joys of motorcycling. Well, and, and yeah, you're right. And another joy of motorcycling is something that you know over the past I don't know, ten years I've become more and more aware of, which is going to sound a bit daft. But the amount of places that have decent motorcycle bays now mm-hmm. right next to the front door. Yeah. If I want to go to a Tesco, that's yeah. great. You know, yeah. keep your blue badge. I don't need to be pregnant with a baby. Thank you very much either to get into that <laughs> bay. There's a motorcycle bay that's nearer than all of those things, yeah. and it's just there. It might be easier as well than getting pregnant for you. Uh, do you think? Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll keep. I'll keep pushing. Him and Miguel. No, the bike parking thing is quite funny because I know that if I'm running late one morning, that the car park like, like will be morning. like this morning when I stopped to save a dog from the middle of the road. But that, we'll save that for another podcast. Carly's <laughs> good deed for the day. Um, I know that if I'm running late, then it doesn't matter because the car park's usually full by yeah. eight o'clock. But then there's always room in the bike bay. Yeah, and that's it. And that must be the same in. But every office up and down yeah, the yeah. land, and especially if you're in the city and you kind of. Well, also, you know, on the back of what you're saying about the cycling, it's worth bearing in mind now that most large companies, certainly companies that have mm. started in the past five or six years, most of them will have facilities for people to have a shower. Who's going to talk yeah. about showering facilities? <laughs> Miguel. Miguel, my friend. But no, they have showering facilities and someone to have yes. your, your cycling Changing stuff. Rooms. Changing yeah. rooms. Mm-hmm. Well, that yeah. plays right into our hands, doesn't it? You know, yeah. you could turn up, you could even, not that you need a shower, you usually have to ride a motorcycle, but into work. But so if I you normally, need to. Yeah, I normally wear clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you're an old woman. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, There's yeah, a facility sure. there yeah. so that you can you can turn yeah. up in the hour you've saved by not coming in the car. <laughs> ten minutes of that is getting ready for work when you arrive, and then you, mm-hmm. you're out and done. That's it. I mean, that's what you know. I was talking Only if you remember to bring your shoes. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> not that's like me. Surrounded. What shoes are you wearing today? Uh, I'm wearing my Daytona motorcycle boots. Columbia. Please, can hear me coming. That's it. But you know. You, Say that, that sort of in the 60s and 70s, I was talking to a guy the other day who'd been an apprentice in the 70s and the early 70s, and he was saying how, like, yeah, they'd get to work and there'd just be 
everyone would be on a motorbike, and that was just yeah. how it was. You know, that's yeah. where every one of the apprentices, 40 apprentices, something, and they would all be commuting by motorcycle. And somehow we've got to like try and rebuild that kind of idea and things. I think I think there is a lost generation, um, which is sort of our generation, the 30 and 40 ish year olds. Mm. Or, you know, but I think there's there's potential. He doesn't mean me, by the way. Just no, to no, clarify. sorry. <laughs> I think, but I think there is potential that the under twenty fives have a different mm-hmm. concept. So, should we take that as today's final thought for our podcast? There we go. Use the your future. bike for yeah, work that's... tomorrow <laughs> and commute. And, the well, and let us know yeah. what you think. And spread the good word amongst the people who are yeah. at work. Spread mm. our message. Of, make, sure, make sure everybody who's tidings. there and comes and grumpy because yeah. of the hour and a half commute they've had in the yeah. car. You're the one who's beaming and laughing yeah. and saying, well, I'm leaving here at five, I'll be home by, yeah. by quarter past. And make sure you wave at them when you filter past them at traffic lights. Don't yeah. ever stop yeah. and do a burnout because it can end badly. <laughs> yeah, not traffic. that we condone that behaviour anyway. Yeah, we do. No. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Tony does, not No, me. we all do. Okay, thank Goodbye. you, bye. bye. Bikes.co.uk